Hello and welcome back to Rainy Day Podcast with your host River and Nico. So today, yeah, today's episode is another true crime and mythology episode. Episode fourteen, and we just restarted it because I'm stupid. You're not stupid. You just made an oopsie. Yes. Um, well, how do I say it again? Perseus. Perseus. Okay. So, for episode 14, I'm just gonna start. I did Perseus. Good job. Yeah. And I mispronounced it before, because that was fun. And, um, yeah, and, uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Perseus was the son of Zeus, and I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Danny. I don't know. I looked it up, and I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Which was a princess of Argos, and I don't know if that's how you pronounce that either. It's... (laughs) It's spelled A-R-G-O-S. Interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, he's most famously known for slaying Medusa. And he's known as the Gorgon Slayer. Because Medusa was a Gorgon. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Um, as a baby... He and his mother were put into a chest and thrown into the sea because of a prophecy that said that... What's his name? Perseus. Perseus. It's going to take me a minute, okay? Because of a (laughs) a prophecy that said Perseus would kill his grandfather and to prevent that they put him and his mother into a chest and threw him in the sea fair no i'm joking <laughs> and then he was raised on an island and i literally put in my notes he was raised on an island that i cannot pronounce so i'm not even gonna try and i didn't even put the island in my notes <laughs> This okay. was at, like, 9.30 this morning, so... Fair. Yeah. Uh, the king of the island wanted Perseus. Perseus's mother. I, I, have, I have to pronounce it first so I don't mispronounce it. That's my ultimate fear right now. I'm gonna mispronounce it. And I don't want to mispronounce it. So, yeah. Yeah. He... The king of the island wanted Perseus's... That... Yeah, he, he he wanted um his mother, uh to himself for um um reasons. Oh, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's this episode or oh, it is this episode. But there's a trigger warning later on. But that's to do with Medusa, and not um his mother. Yeah, oh. and I put gross. Um, but I don't think anything happened because there was nothing like in the thing that I. I don't know if I watched a video for this. I did. Or the article. There is nothing in that, yeah. 
And so, Perseus was like, uh, hey, I don't want that to happen. So then the king was like, hey, let's make a deal. And, um, Perseus was like, hey, I'll get you the head of Medusa and bring it back to you. And, um, Medusa was the only mortal among the Gorgons, which, and I didn't know that, so I learned something. <laughs> and then on his journey, Hermes, the messenger, you know, yeah. and Athena, the, 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 the wisdom person, helped Perseus, and he... Okay, my notes got confusing, but <laughs> it was still 9.30 this morning. I watched a... No, that was a different episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... Do you I'm going places in life. Perseus managed to get the help of the... of. Whoa. Whoa. He managed to get the sisters of the Gorgons to help him by stealing their one eye and tooth. And I don't know why. Fair. I don't know why that's a thing. And to get their eye and tooth back, they were forced to help him by giving him, and I quoted from the website, uh, winged sandals, which would help him fly, the cap of Hades, which made him invisible, and uh, a curved sword, or a stabby thing, to decapitate Medusa, and a bag, which would conceal her head so he did not turn to stone. Mm. Perseus succeeded in beheading Medusa, and he returned to his home island, and he rescued his mother. And he turned the king and the king's supporters to stone, using Medusa's head. Wow. Yeah, there's more. Uh, from Medusa's head being cut off, I don't know where I read this, it was somewhere in my articles and stuff. Um, uh, uh, the blood caused two sons of hers to be born, which is kind of weird, but True. I'm not going to question it at this point. We're at, on episode 14. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And her head was given to Athena, who put it in her shield. But there's different accounts. And one of them said that Perseus buried the head. Huh. I don't know. And then, on to Medusa. So, Medusa was a Gorgon. Obviously. As we already stated previously. Mm -hmm. She had wings and snakes for hair. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you didn't. I was just going like, mm-hmm. Like, true. Yeah. And then... Oftentimes, she was represented as beautiful, unlike the other Gorgons. 
And also, unlike the other Gorgons, she was mortal. Whoa. <laughs> she was born with three sisters, and of the three, she was the only mortal, which we already established, and I don't know why I'm reading it again. Her parents were both sea gods, I think. And although she was mortal, she had great beauty. And she, was, she wasn't born with um, snakes for hair and stuff. She was, like, literally just a human. Mm -hmm. and But she wanted to be um, a priestess of Athena. And so, obviously, her beauty caused people to be interested in her, which the Greeks and their men, oh my god. <laughs> and then, because of uh, her beauty, Athena became jealous, and she didn't like Medusa anymore, so that kind of sucked. Uh -huh. And then one day... Sorry, I was taking a deep breath. I'm, like, out of breath right now, and I don't know why. Because I haven't been doing anything all day to cause me to be out of breath. But I'm out of breath, and I don't know why. It's okay. I, Take your time. It sucks. I should take my inhaler. I'll do that later. <laughs> One day, Medusa was walking on the beach. And, you know, the sea is Poseidon's domain. So... Medusa caught the attention of Poseidon. And there's a side note here that uh, Poseidon and Athena were, like, having a weird thing among the gods, and, like, they didn't like each other at that point. But I don't think that has anything to do with the story. It's just... Just side there. Note. Yeah. And Medusa had no interest in Poseidon's attempts to try and, um... I'm gonna say court her. I don't know if woo? that's the right term. Yes, I put woo in my... I think I actually put woo in my notes. <laughs> I did. Oh my god. Look at me go. And Poseidon didn't like being rejected, so um, he chased Medusa and Medusa hid in Athena's temple, hoping for protection. Um, so now comes a trigger warning. I know. Um, what? That was, I said, I know. And I yeah, they know. trigger warning. So if you don't like, um, uh, assault of sorts, right? just, just skip, skip, skip ahead. Yes, that. So, uh, going into Athena's, um, temple did not protect Medusa and Poseidon raped her. I don't know why. Why? Why? Men. Men. <laughs> and then, after, Athena appeared and cursed Medusa. I know! Because <laughs> apparently, Athena couldn't take action against Poseidon because he was a god. But Athena is also a god. So therefore, they could have done something, but they didn't. So Medusa got cursed, and yeah. So her hair turned into snakes, and anybody who looked into her eyes turned to stone. 
Oh, that was... Okay. Uh, many warriors, when they found out Medusa had, like, turned into a monster, quote-unquote, they wanted to take her head as a trophy, but they all failed, except Perseus, and, uh, they were turned to stone. And, uh, that's the end of my story. Such a bummer. Yeah. I, um, so many... So many, so much is wrong with that. <laughs> there is so much wrong with that. Can I close out of my notes now? We're not of course. Gonna... Okay, cool. Well, on to another full-on trigger warning. Except this time, it's about literally the same exact thing. So, trigger warning for rape and, you know, violence. Because, yep. Um, so, this is, again, Holly Dunn, part two. So. Oh! Yes! Wait, where did we leave off? Well, I was gonna just say listen to part one, but it's basically, he's like, the train passed, I think was my last note, something like that. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember. But anyway, so... My notes start off with, During this, she was digging her nails into him and through the ground. She was ripping off her nails and cuticles because she wanted to leave her DNA and evidence. While this is happening, she tries to humanize herself by saying, My name's Megan. What's yours? He says, My name is James Whitford. Which what was a lie, by the way. He said he wouldn't kill her, and she believed him. She even convinced him to put her pants back on for her. Which is, like, good for her. But, like, well, not about the situation, but, like, that she was able to do that. Because, yeah. I'm so awkward. It's fine. Um, he said his friend had been watching this the whole time, and before leaving, he took one earring out of her ear and took a ring from her finger. During the struggle, though, she had lost the purple daisy ring. Before leaving, he covered her in crescent leaves and branches, and he walked away. She said, thank you for letting me live, as he walked away. As he walked away. Wow, I said that weirdly. Then he came back with a board and started beating her with it. He broke her jaw, fractured her eye socket, which I didn't know you could do that. You can. How do you fracture an eye socket? I can explain it to you if you'd like. Well, like, that's just, like, that's, like, that probably takes a lot of work. No, probably not. But it's, it's so tiny. I can't make that comment. Okay. I'm so sorry. And, well, moving on, and gave her huge lacerations on her head. She blacked out multiple times and doesn't even remember much because the pain was just, like, too intense. Then he left, thinking he had killed them both. She said she looked towards the neighborhoods and saw a house on, wait, saw a house with its light on, and she started walking towards it. She said her hair, yes? Okay. What? I, I heard you. So I oh, I'm sorry. No, it's... I turned my mic on again. Oh, no, you can keep it on. I was just like, I didn't know if he had something to say. Um, no, I only had it off because I was taking my inhaler so I can breathe again. Fair. Uh, yeah. She said her hair was so bloody 
that her dad was convinced that she had dyed her hair red. She barged into the house, and it was an off-campus housing. There's four guys that lived there. There. Wow. Only one was awake, and his name was Chad. Chad. Uh, (laughs) um, He was watching TV and doing homework. He said when she first walked in, he was alarmed at first because he thought someone might be coming after him. He said she came in and was screaming hysterically, crying. She screamed, someone raped me, and my friend is still out there. So, as... Wow. Sorry, I'm hearing stuff from all the way downstairs, but, like, it's, it's like, on the other side of the house downstairs. So, that was weird. Um, so, he calls 911 after she told him to, which is, like, good job for not waiting. Um, he had her sit down, and she was afraid of... My sister might be coming upstairs, so if you hear loudness, that's... That, that... Do you hear her? I hear. Bummer. But, uh, it's fine. Not that she's a bummer, for those listening who know me. Just, like, loudness. Um, so, he had her sit down, and she was afraid of ruining his couch, and he said it was okay, because once again, she was covered in blood. It was 2.48 a.m., her jaw was extremely messed up, making it hard to talk. Chad came over with scissors and asked if she wanted him to take off what was around her neck, and it was the gag. She said yes. He said in an interview, when I first saw her, I was sure she was going to die. I've never seen anyone in that condition before. The ambulance and police came, and she told them where Chris was. He was declared dead at the scene. So. I know. Such a bummer. So... Her parents were notified her father was a pi- wow, this is- this is hard to say- was a private pilot and flew oh there- Oh my, that's- Right? I don't- I don't like that. And flew there in a tiny plane because it would have been hours of driving. She had to take a rape kit and was given an emergency con- contraception. Wow, that's also hard to say. Um, contraception? No. It is hard to say. For me. It's not, but I just forgot how to say it. Okay. Um, she talked about... Wait. She talked to Detective Greg Sorrell. He came to her bedside and talked about how he was going to help on this cage. And... Help on this case. And while... Yes, this cage. Oh my gosh. And while, uh... (laughs) He, yeah, he collects them, you know? He has, like, birds. I don't know. Um, my mouth is not working. But while they were talking, she projectile vomited on him. Oh my. Yeah, because she was, you know, she was in pain and sick, and currently the tiny child is staring at me through the crack of my door. And... (laughs) As she's trying to talk to me. So I, uh, you do some, comp- do you do, you do coffee music, okay? Nicole? I do coffee music? Oh, no, yeah. not this again. Yeah, please. Um, do, 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 do,
I am back. Oh, how fun. I dismissed the tiny child. <laughs> and You dismissed the tiny child. Oh my, that sounds... Because she... Okay. Because Jenna, I guess, told her to come up here and ask me for an answer. But then I'm like, I'm like, I'm in the middle of something. And I will tell you because I'm literally almost done with this story. Um, so, projectile vomiting. He was very nice about it, though. She would use humor as a coping mechanism throughout this time. She would make jokes when people went to visit her, although the next day she was informed that Chris was officially dead. She knew this, but she was still holding out on the smallest ounce of hope. They treated this case as a one-time attack. By the way, spoiler alert, they were wrong. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. Um... Lexington, Kentucky, had had, had had, that's fun to say, a low, had had, had, had. <laughs> a low crime rate at the, t- at the moment, they said they didn't think there was any danger to the community, which was false. Chris's parents put a $10,000 reward for information about the guy so they could find him. Anonymous donors added to that and made the reward go up to 20000 I hate reading numbers, fun fact. Me too. It's difficult. Um, When she was finally interviewed, she talked about how Chris was killed and how the man kept hitting him with a rock, but the autopsy confirmed that the rock was only dropped once, but it was a 50-pound rock. But her brain, basically, she was so, she was, like, low-key, very, not low-key, but, like, in the moment, I don't know, her brain was, like, really, like, messed up and, like, was warping the whole situation because, you know, she was, like, having, like, these intensive emotions of, like, fear and anxiety and, like, stuff. But her brain kept playing that one movement over and over and over again in her head. And because of that, it made it seem like uh, he had been hit with the rock over and over and over again. Which is, like, interesting, like, psychological thing. Um, They kept asking her if she was sure he was wearing glasses because that... Night, Chris was wearing glasses too, and she kept saying that she knew that the man was wearing glasses. They found out that the cloth used to gag them was from a white shirt, not from the clothes that Chris or Holly were wearing. People started to get scared, thinking he would strike again. Holly's dad would guard the house in the mornings and at night with a gun. They had her do work with a sketch artist, and it was actually a pretty accurate sketch. She was also dealing with survivor's guilt and couldn't deal with the fact that she couldn't get Chris's hand free. She felt like it was her fault that he couldn't escape. She talked with Chris's parents for the first time ever, and she was worried they'd hate her. They- Why is everything so loud in my house today? They helped her get through the guilt, though. They sent her cards and flowers. His sister even said that the last time- Oh my goodness. Bad weather really does this. Um, his sister even said the last time he'd spoken, he'd gotten back from Maine- And at the end of the conversation, he talked about Holly a lot and said life was good. She went back to the school and decided she needed to live for both of them. She worked at an outdoor ski place, and since she didn't get to explore all the the outdoors with Chris, she wanted to still honor him and and, and continue his legacy and how he loved the outdoors. While working, she met this guy named Jacob Pendleton. Why are all the words blurring together? This is really fun. <laughs> um, it's okay. 
it's like, I don't know. Uh, they became friends and began to date. He was super comforting and respectful. She had trouble healing, though, and needed more time. So they broke up for a while. She began to heal through Faith and Bluegrass Rape Crisis Center, which was just a center near her. Um, she moved into an apartment on campus and wanted to be, like, she wanted to seem like she was okay and she was fine and she was normal. But she slept with a butcher knife, uh, trying to be a big, strong person, and people would always visit. She missed Chris's funeral a year ago because she was, like, still in the hospital and everything like that. So, um, her and a couple of his friends went to Red River Gorge and sprinkled some of his- (laughs) So many S's. And sprinkled some of his ashes there. They divided up his ashes and kept them in artsy boxes because he would always carry an artsy box. They also threw the box he carried over the gorge. Another two years, they finally found out who the attacker was after he had killed three people in Texas by railroads. So, that's why they were wrong about him being a one-time attacker. Uh, December 16th, 1998, Claudia Benton, a pediatric neurological researcher, was found raped and beaten to death with a bronze statue. She was stabbed by a kitchen knife in her house in West University Place in Houston. Weeks after this, there was a double murder by Houston and San Antonio, and it was a couple. One was named, one was a pastor named Norman Skip Cernick and his wife Karen Cernick. They were found in their bed, beaten to death with a sledgehammer. The DNA finally all matched. I'm trying to lower my voice because I just realized how, how like, loud I'm talking (laughs) which yeah um so detective Greg Sorrell went to her house and told her they had a name they had to test the DNA differently for her case so they didn't want to do it at first but detective Greg Sorrell forced them to the person had 30 oh wait I don't know how to say this anymore put it in the chat no it's like you know how you have like yeah, you're gonna say it for me. <laughs> At a time, I knew how to say it. Um, bro, I lost my place. Aliases. Wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's fine. It, I totally just, you know, it took me that long to remember, but it's fine. Um, so he had 30 aliases and a huge criminal record. He was now going by Rafael Resendez Ramirez. They also called him Angel Resendez or the Railroad Killer. Holly is now married with two boys. She married Jacob Jacob Pendleton, a guy from before, in 2005. Hey, my birth year. Um... <laughs> Their first son's middle name is Christopher. She's a big proponent of self-defense in 20... Oh my gosh, in 2008. I almost said in 28. (laughs) 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 It's fine. Um, she... (laughs) I, I love your enjoyment of my mistakes. 
In 2008, she founded a nonprofit called Holly's House in Indiana. It provides a place for children and adults who have gone through intimate crimes. It has provided support to over 3,000 adults and children. She gets along with Chris's friends annually, and they call themselves the Life is Good group because he would say that a lot, which I believe I've said before. In 2006, she received the Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis Award for Public Service. On July 20th, 1999, there was a scholarship at the University of Kentucky that was dedicated to Chris. In 1999, $7,000 had been raised by friends, family, and the theater department. A member of his fraternity said he would match the first $5,000 donated by a member of the university's chapter of fraternity. The money would be used for theater students who have a passion for theater, generosity of spirit, and a caring attitude for all, as well as a zest for life. A zest for life? Makes me think of lemons. Me too. But anyway, that is the end of my story. Yay! Just, just long, awkward clap. Um, so, now, we're gonna do everyone's favorite, totally not pre-recorded, stuff. I might just mute the computer for this. You can. I will. Follow us on our Instagram at rainy underscore day underscore podcast. Visit our website at rainydaypodcast.webnode.com. And go to our Spotify where you can... Look it up as Rainy Day Podcast. <laughs> Our email is a rainy day podcast at gmail.com and our Facebook is Rainy Day Podcast. And there's a group and a page and they are linked. So, there. Thank you guys for listening. Woo!